thought it was about work. Oh no no no! It's about it's just about how how hard it is to to do a thing like like. So I go to log. You sent the Zoom link, and in the past I just click the Zoom link and it pops open and I click the login and it logs me in. But this morning I click the login, and of course it kicks me out to like a login screen, and then I have to go to LastPass and get my my master password. And, but to or not my master password, but my Zoom password. But to do that, I have to log into LastPass. And like the thing is about all of these is when you finally like type in your username and password, your credential set, that's never enough. Like now I have to go and check my email and click a button to verify it's me to type in my password again, or like get two forms of uh, verification, one on my phone and one via email. And then once I finally got into Zoom, I have to accept new terms and conditions so that they can, of course, train their AI model on our information and uh, and then click join meeting like six times before I'm actually here. The whole process took five minutes and that's what you were waiting on. It's ridiculous. It's the, the complexity, right, that we've built for ourselves in this world. And um, we just accept it. Yeah, well, we have like no choice, right? Or we or we try a different platform. Like we tried a different platform and that came with its own level of complexity. And you think about it, it's like we 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 are okay with this. Um, and really we're kind of okay with it because we don't have a choice. Um, <clears throat> and then sometimes we have a choice and we still choose complexity over simplicity. Yeah. And and that's that's what's frustrating. Um I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this, which is to like strike while the iron's hot kind of thing. And so, you know, we've, we've talked about like writing and, and I love like writing a piece on something when it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, um, this week I, I wrote this, this piece about like complexity. Um, I was watching the the series, um, the silo on Apple TV plus. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm -mm. Um, maybe you've read the book, but it's, it's based off of, off of a book, right? Of course. But you know, I'm not much of a reader these days. So, so as I, I like the show, I like sci-fi, and so I've been watching um, Silo, and I got through season one, and I'm sure hoping there's a season two. You know, due to like the writer strike and stuff. Right. It was it was good. Um, I enjoyed it. I like sci-fi, and and uh, long story short, these folks are living in a silo. If you haven't seen the show, go watch it. I'm not going to give away anything, but go watch the show. It's actually pretty good if you enjoy sci-fi. So there's this silo right so you've seen the silos that are above ground and they hold like grain and stuff well this yeah. is just one that's in the ground and people live in there and we don't know why you know but then that's part of the story anyway there's these layers like it's you know hundreds of levels down mm -hmm. and they call the up top right the up top and they call the down deep the down deep right and so some people live in the up top and some people live in the down deep and some people live in the between but there's these layers of complexities and to get from the up top to the down deep, it could take you like a whole day or a day and a half to get there. So when people take a trek from the up top to the down deep, they'll like have to stay in a hotel or like a hostel or like a place along the way. Right. So think of it as yeah. the, the silo is like a little city, a mini city and this yeah. big round thing in the ground. And so you think about like the layers, I was thinking about the layers here and how long it takes you to go from the top to the bottom. It's the same thing with a lot of stuff, right? Like in order for you to log in this morning, you had to navigate all these layers of complexity, all these layers of security and et cetera. And sometimes that's, it's important. You know, I'm not going to knock at security. I don't want somebody hacking my account, but there's, there's all these layers. And 
sometimes we do it to ourselves. We, we layer our lives so thick and so heavy that we're like, Oh my gosh, I have to navigate all this just to get to, you know, the bottom is the weekend or the bottom is the, the goal. And, uh, for me, it's, it's, it's really frustrating when we do it in code. Um, because you know, all code is written, all code becomes like ones and zeros at the end of the day. Right. Um, the instructions that the machine can read that the terminators can read right uh yeah so, the terminators nice hey so I, I try to play nice because when they take over hey remember me i'm on your side okay <laughs> but you've got these ones and zeros at the bottom and we've got all these layers that we've built over the years on top and then we have this really you know human readable layer at the very top and well not at the top because then on top of that we have further layers of abstraction that we've built yeah so if you were to like visualize this thing in terms of a silo, it could take you a really long, a really long time to go from the very top, right? All this fancy abstraction right. to the very bottom, you know, to the down deep. And sometimes it's not necessary. It just like complicates our lives. And that's when I'm not a fan of it. And that's when I, you know, frustrations arise. And of course, again, going back to the thing. I think writing something when you're really frustrating, like your feelings in the moment is really important because it allows you to, you know, at some point go back and have a retrospective and say, why was I feeling that way? Because in the moment, this is what was going on. Cause you can cool down after a while and be like, okay, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm past it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in the moment um, it's a really good idea to like diary these things to say, why was I so upset about this thing or whatever? And in my case, what I consider overly complex architecture or system design um, was what was what did it. Yeah, this is a really good one. I, first of all, let me just say I love the approach that you've taken to writing uh, lately. They're you know these sort of like like almost like just like they're they're very short to the point. Uh, put it out there. I've I've started writing every morning kind of as a way to get into my day. So a little different, but uh, then like the in the moment stuff. Definitely agree with that. But I've been thinking a lot about this complexity thing too, um, especially for for Anvil. Like I, I think we've all lived in this world. You and I worked uh, have worked in several places where there's like this. It's almost like convoluted the layers of complexity. Like I, I, I wonder how many engineers just count the number of things they have to like click to pop open a new screen. Like this is really like Java Java centric stuff. But now it's kind of gotten that way and like. Like we all just accept it everywhere. Like Java, that Java culture has sort of taken over the world that like you like click in and click in and click in and click in and like JavaScript's the same way now. And like, finally I find the file and all it's doing is like doing like a window location reload. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? the, the, the thing you could have done, something, <laughs> there's, there's a library to do the thing that you could have done in one line. Yeah, yeah, there's like five five layers deep. And finally I realized like, oh, they're just, uh, they're just refreshing the page, cool. Uh, that's how that's working. Um, nice. But I do think that like, you know, like we, 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 there's this, this, I, this thought, and I, I wrote about this a long time ago, and I definitely think I've gotten away from it of like, some of that accidental complexity is sort of like, we think it has to be that way. And I'll just call out like a really candid and close example is I've been thinking about like, you know, we're three years on with Anvil and we've learned a lot. We learn with every launch and if I could go back and do one thing differently, what would it be? And you know what the crazy answer is? Is I wouldn't have built any of the infrastructure that we have now. 
you know, there are plenty of great platforms that do that thing. And uh, I'm starting to come to that like realization that that was, that was more me thing than a, did we need all of this? And, uh, and so that's, you know, but that's like the same way it comes down to like the complexity. We think we need like libraries, like, you know, uh, Lodash is a great example and jQuery and like, um, and, and some of those things in their time, honestly, were really, really important. And now they're like vestigial appendages that we don't really need anymore. But like, and then you have like the axioses and, and all this. And like, it's like, do I really need a whole library just to do a fetch call? Like, or, or will this, will the system just, is the system give me the tools to do that? Yeah. But, but, uh, oh man, you like that. I remember <clears throat> you see these things happen um, and you're absolutely right. Like, so the, the language, right. The core language ends up catching up and adding a lot of these features over time mm -hmm. or the browsers end up adding them as features. And you end up like not even needing these libraries anymore, but because they become so heavily entrenched in our culture, right? right? As our, in our ecosystem developers, um, we get so entrenched that like, oh, we need this. Oh, right. you can't do a fetch without Axios. That's crazy, right? Crazy talk. And it's, yeah, you're, you're a crazy man. You know, um, I was doing something and I was writing a while loop, mm -hmm. you know, alert, right? This guy's writing a while loop. It's craziness. Well, it was recommended to me that we use this library to do the same work that I was doing in vanilla JavaScript, right? In right. using the features that were available to me. Let's not do this because it's going to increase the complexity of our code. They don't even know that behind the scenes, this library is doing a while loop to yeah. do the exact same thing. So in my mind, it just boggles my mind how as engineers, sometimes as developers, and I want to say more specifically as developers, not engineers, because usually as engineers, we care to understand how a problem works. As developers, we simply take what's in front of us sometimes and we run with it, right? You get to the, the, the engineer mindset and you say, well, I want to kind of know how this works and, and, and then make the decision do I need it or do I not need it? And sometimes as developers and coders, we simply take what's in front of us and we take what's been, you know, given to us over all the years and we just, we accept it as truth and we need this library. Like Lodash is a good one, right? If you've been using Lo for Lodash for a long time, you're like, well, we can't do our work without Lodash. Right. And it's totally not true. Yeah, I remember the the first few times I tried to remove Lodash from a, an ecosystem of, of applications. And the, the the shock and awe of, of me doing that was, uh, you know, perplexing. But I think like you, you're kind of onto something there. Like um, what, what it tends to be, like you said, like let's, that adds complexity to our code base. Let's use this instead. And I think this is a fundamental mindset that like we, we, we have to work through. And that is dependency is complexity. Dependency is complexity. And so we have to choose. It's not... I, I find myself citing the law of conservation of complexity quite a bit these days. Like just to kind of baseline everybody, I know you know the law of conservation of complexity, but for all of our listeners, that just says that like you don't actually ever decrease complexity, you just move it. And so like we when we're like, oh, let's not add complexity to our code base, like like there's no way not to. Right. And so we have to ask ourselves, like, well, where is the complexity? Am I going to put the complexity right here where I can see it wide-eyed and I know exactly what's happening? Or I'm going to hide it in a dependency? <laughs> yeah, put it in a black box. 
let yeah. them, you know, decide how this thing works to where when it breaks, you have no idea how this thing works. And it's right. It's like, where would you rather? And it, and that was really the conversation that that's really where the conversation went. We're going to do this thing no matter what. We have to do this thing no matter what. Right. I would rather put it right in front of me where I know exactly how this thing works. So when I have to debug it, I don't have to go into the library and try to understand what the library is doing because the library is giving me these fancy little function names and it, you think it's doing all this cool stuff and all this magic. It's just <laughs> JavaScript. It's just yeah. JavaScript under the hood. In our case, it, it, in somebody else's land, it might be like, you know, just uh, Python, just Python libraries and libraries of Python, libraries and libraries of Java. It doesn't really matter. We're just building this, these layers, this complexity for ourselves. We're building a silo to where, you know, when the problem, you haven't seen the show, but there's problems that arise sometimes in the down deep and people have to go to the down deep to see mm -hmm. what's going on. It's the same thing in our stuff, right? Would I rather have to traverse all those layers to, to find out where my problem is, to find out where my data comes from, especially when we have these libraries that do all this data transformation for us? And we say, oh, we don't want to do it ourselves. Like you said, we're really just going to shift the complexity to a, to a library. And so I have to go down and dig and see what's actually happening to my data versus then I can just write my own while loop. We have to remember, um, this is a personal opinion. Coding should be fun. That's, mm -hmm. that's my opinion. Yeah. I enjoy writing code. So don't steal my joy. <laughs> don't steal my joy by saying I need to go write this. Uh, library, don't steal my joy working in React because you're going to force me to use Fragment instead of allowing me to use the shorthand syntax for Fragment. Mm. That's happened to mm -hmm. me before. It's happened. And I'm like, why? And the argument is because it's more readable. And my argument is then you don't know React. I mean, and that's that's like the the thing that I think is really interesting. So like, I, I do want to say that there is a, a time like, and we talked a little bit about this before, where you do want to shift that complexity. And, and a lot of times it's actually not about the complexity, it's about the associated risk. Like complexity of auth, I absolutely want to offload that to a yep. third party because like, not because it's complex and I don't want to write that code here, but because it's risky and complexity and risk are, are two different things, right? But right. like when you're talking about like having to go down into the down deep to like solve a problem and like going through all the layers, this is probably not related, but you and I are both, I learned this recently. I actually didn't know this until recently. I was reading one of the posts you made and I learned that you... Uh, similar to me, started off in low language programming with C++. And um, I, I I think you know this about me. I'm, I'm a, I used to be an avid, I loved C. I would I would do a bunch of bunch of stuff in C. These days, not so much. Um, but it reminds me of like when you get a memory leak. And why it reminds me of when you get a memory leak is because when I, when I did a, a malloc myself, it's a whole lot easier to find that memory leak than when it's, buried in layers of obfuscation and even third-party libraries and uh, even the standard library like you know like and there's some now sometimes they there's there's safety in that that they have it but i mean you don't write c or c plus plus or any of those languages long until you have a memory leak and like a seg fault or something and it's a whole lot easier to debunk when it's in that when the issue is in my code than when it's in somebody else's code and i think that's really about that that level of complexity and like being clear-eyed about this the stuff that's in the, the stuff that you're running and that's not to say like that we shouldn't you know proudly made elsewhere is a thing and i strongly believe in proudly made elsewhere but we should be really clear about the idea of like 
adopting dependency and that dependency is complexity because now it's complexity and debugging, complexity and visibility and complexity and understanding how our machine actually works. So we have to choose what when we care about that and when we don't. Yeah. And I think I think it's really like finding a balance. You know, um I am not like against <clears throat> third party libraries like React. I mean React's a library. I enjoy it. I use it. Um, it allows me to write code really fast. And so I'm not going to say let's rip out React because React adds complexity. Um, it does, right? But you come to try to understand it. I'm simply saying that there should be a balance. And sometimes we, more more quickly than not, or more times than not, we jump to the library. We jump to this third-party dependency um, prematurely. And we say, let's go use it because everybody's using it, right? There's this pattern. Everybody's using it. Let's use it. And I think that's really where, where, you know, over time, you know, again, we talk about this quite a bit, like early career engineers, you're like, oh, I'm just learning this thing. My instructor in this bootcamp or whatever told me to use this thing. So I'm using this thing. Right. I don't really know why, but I'm using this thing. And so over time, sometimes we can continue to use that thing and it becomes ingrained in us. Like in order to do this, I have to use this thing. I've seen this before too. You mentioned this. Oh, somebody's doing a, a, a fetch request. They immediately jump to Axios and I'm like, do you need Axios or what are you really trying to do? Right. That's what it comes down to. What are we really trying to do? And auth is a perfect example. Heck yeah. Or heck no. I don't want the, the associated risk with auth. Of course I don't want that. I don't want to manage my own credit card payments. Offload that to Stripe or to somebody exactly, else. That, like yeah. that's their domain expertise, right? Same thing with auth. Go to somebody who have, who has a domain expertise and they're willing to accept the risk, right? And I can mm -hmm. offload the risk, but it's other things, right? I need to make a fetch request. So I immediately go to Axios. That's the wrong approach. I think sometimes that might make sense or it may have needed, it may have made sense before uh, in the before times, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's another like, that's another line like from uh, Silo. It, you know, again, I'm a huge like movie buff and film buff kind of thing. And so, or whatever. And uh, I always love borrowing lines, but from the before times, right? You do things a certain way. And sometimes we realize that those things weren't always, um, I hate to say the right way because there's more than one way to do a thing. So I'm going to stay away from that. But this is maybe how we did something at one time. And then we realized that maybe we don't need to still do that or we could. The, the thing is that there's always the option. And I like having options as opposed to say, we are going to do this thing simply because we have always done this thing. I think that's mm -hmm. the wrong approach. Yeah, it this reminds me of um making pot roast and we'll like that we'll talk about why in a second, <laughs> but it's I've I sort of adopted this metaphor. You know, you talk a lot about making sausage, like where the sausage gets have made. I well, not you, but I mean, in general, we do like we're, you know, eventually you got to make the sausage is like, you know, that's the way of saying like somewhere there's okay. got to be a mess. But okay. like, I tend to think of it more about making pot roast. And like, there's this funny old story. I don't know if this story is true. It's certainly not true in my family. No one in my family makes pot roast, but it goes something like this, that a, um, a, a, a mom is teaching her daughter how to uh, make pot roast. And so she says, she starts, you start by, you chop off the ends of the pot roast. And the daughter says, well, why do you do that? And she, the mom pauses and says, you know, that's just the way my mom taught me to do it. And so the, the, the daughter goes to her grandma and says, well, grandma, 
um, teach me to make pot roast. And so grandma does it all. And she says, oh, you start, but you chop the ends off the pot roast. And then you put it in the pot. And, uh, and the daughter goes, the granddaughter goes, why? She says, well, that's the way my grandma always taught me to do it. So she goes to her grandma, her great, great grandma, and her great, great grandma. And she says, hey, grandma, great, great grandma, why do we chop the ends off the pot roast? And she's like, oh, my pan was just too small. And so I chopped the ends off to put it in the pan, but nobody else needed to actually do that. But because like, you know, like that's, that's why we're doing it because, because we, we've been doing, that's how we were taught to do it. And, and that's the way that it was done there. And then it had a reason. It had an actual legitimate reason for doing it that way, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong for, with doing it that way. If you know the reason and that reason still applies, but it's, it's that that pattern propagates beyond its useful lifetime that it becomes problematic. And I think that's true of even some of the dependency ecosystem that we have in React, but also the way that we think about problems is that we kind of, we we stop thinking about the why we used to do it that way. And that doesn't allow us to stop it. So that's how language changes, right? Is that yeah. we stop, it, it ends its useful lifetime. There was a, a time when computer was the title of a person that did a thing. Computer was a, a title. Yeah. Um... I love the, I love the, the example of the pot roast. I really do. I don't think you've told that to me before, but I'm glad you did because, um, it's exactly the approach. Um, just in like you just like lift and shift that idea, and you can yeah. you can you can apply it to what we do today. Yeah. Um, the same thing is is that like I think about like these big old pattern shifts. Um. Uh, like so. I just did the. I was able, I was thankful that I was able to participate in the FCC Dallas stuff, which is the Free Code Camp Dallas. They 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 were running these cohorts where you take a group of folks <clears throat> that are like pre-first job in tech kind of thing, and they're still kind of learning. Maybe they've gone through this free curriculum and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh they're they're very early. And and so we get to the front of this thing, and I'm, I'm acting as the team lead. And we get to the front of this thing. And we, first time we like we meet together and you know we say I say okay before we jump into code we're gonna start talking about what problem we're trying to solve what tools mm-hmm. and technologies and things like that I'm getting to a point I promise no 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 that's good uh, uh, and so we're talking about this and so you start to see some of those things come out that we that we're talking about early on somebody will say oh we should use Next.js mm-hmm. and I'm like well why. Why would you choose to use it? Why would you not? Is it simply, I've heard it, it's a buzzword, you know, oh, we're going to use this for the backend. Well, why is it because, you know, like try, I'm trying to understand why without saying that's wrong, right? Because it's not, right. that's not always the case. It's really just, please understand why. And that's where I'm trying to go. So, you know, we talk about like pattern shifts, um, doing something just because somebody else does it or because we've always done it. You think about like, technology like just like clothing is circular right it all comes back around remember yeah. like a long time ago we had bell-bottom pants and then we go to skinny jeans and then bell-bottom pants are back and loose pants are back and then tight pants are back and then super short shorts are back have you seen that yeah like super short shorts are back um and so it's very circular right everything needs to be rendered on the server right um we're going to shift it to the client side all the rendering on the client side is more you know efficient or whatever i don't know and then, and then we go back to now we're back to server-side rendering. And, yeah. <clears throat> and I just wanted to say that I'm still going to build single-page applications. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go against the grain here and say, I'm not making the shift to Next.js. 
right? I'm not on that train. Um, or at least I'm not on that train blindly. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to just get on it and say, hey, everybody, the, the train is leaving the depot, right? We've been doing single page applications, uh, client side rendered for the last like 10 or 15 years. The train was parked. Now the train has a new destination. We're going back to the server side rendering yeah. and Next.js and Remix and et cetera. You know what? It's like, you know, you go to this train station, pick your own path, you know. Pick uh, the train you want to get on. Pick yeah. the train you want to get on based on what problem you're trying to solve, yeah. you know. Heck, I might not, I might even do something real crazy and just write my next site in just plain HTML, CSS, and JavaScript with no libraries, right? I mean, I'd be whoa, like, whoa, yeah, whoa. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, that's <laughs> that, like it's funny though because like you you say something like that and then but there the and it's like whoa 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 no 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 but there are people that like that's. I mean, that's, that's, that's maybe the thing that, that makes more sense. And, um, for certain problems, I think it's funny, uh, just a real quick call out, like a quick segue on the server side rendering. I'm not sure if you've seen like Abramov just put out a talk, like react from another timeline, um, or something like that. I haven't and seen he, it. he basically talks about how react could have been PHP. And I laugh a little bit about that. Because like, I, I know PHP gets a bad rap and for good reasons, I think PHP has some very well-documented regret. Um, but like, you know, the, in terms of a templating language at its time, like it was peak, you know, it was, it was, yeah. it was the creme de la creme. And like, when I first started React, that was actually how I uh, how I thought about it. I was like, oh, it's like, it's like PHP, but on the client. And now like we're getting to server rendering and I'm like, oh, it's like PHP, but, but on the server. Um, so it's literally just just like yeah. like what we used to do with template libraries um, in PHP, and so like you're absolutely right with that arc, uh, how it how it always sort of bends back, and you you have to sort of choose. I mean, especially at this point, like it's like everything is everything is is optional. Yeah, and 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 you want to choose based on a number of things, right? And um, so I'm going to pivot a little bit with with we we talked about Code Gym in the past. We're kind yeah. of doing these workshops, but there's a I got an opportunity to spend some time with the FCC folks. And I really think that where I want to take this is um, we've got a couple of projects out there, um, a couple that like I've built on my own and then a couple that we built together. But where I think the real value is, is here, let, I'm going to hopefully bring you on to work on these real projects that are in real production, giving you a real problem to solve as opposed to, hey, go build a to-do app or a Twitter clone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about why we're doing it this way. And if we're having to build something new, why we might build it this way or that way. And what I'm talking about is, you know, as a developer, you kind of just like, oh, what's cool? I mean, I remember being like, when I first started, uh, yes, was, uh, so C++ was my first language, but Swift was the first language that I wrote a bunch of code in, mm -hmm. like yeah. a bunch, a bunch of code in, right? So I built four iOS apps, complete, pretty big. Um, I was super excited about it. And I was like, Swift all the way, Swift for the win. I was like, I only want to build iOS apps, right? That's where I yeah. was at that time. This was like probably like eight, nine, ten, yeah, like ten or eleven years ago. Now it's crazy how time flies. Yeah, but we've been doing this for a minute now. Yeah, and and so I was like, oh, Swift, right? And we're going to do it this way and all that stuff, you know. But that's a very naive, you know, mindset. It's that I'm going to choose a technology over, you know, a problem to solve or yeah. getting exactly. to the problem. It's more like I have to use this technology. And I'm going to make it fit yeah. to help me solve this problem. 
as opposed that, to and that's yeah. that introduces its own level of complexity right as like if yep. you if the if the technology doesn't fit the problem and you're kind of like shoehorning it in and and i i think i'll just call it that i feel this way a lot about like the generative ai market right now is we're trying to shoehorn generative yep. ai into like literally everything and there's some really good problem spaces for it but uh i think we we've maybe um <laughs> put the cart before the horse on some of that. But I think when you pick the technology first and then try to solve the problem, you, there's some natural complexity that gets bled into that, that um, is, is it's always better to invert that. And like, it's funny that you mentioned that because like I've dropped all of the references to like languages and frameworks and tools and technologies from like uh, my, my resume and my conversations, because like, honestly, like, okay, give me a problem to solve. And I love that this is kind of the direction where you're, you're thinking of going with Cochin. Give me a problem to solve and give me the existing like set of tools and technologies and like, okay, I'll figure those out. And and then I'll decide like what what else maybe fits in that, that tool chain. Even if it's a tool I've never used before, because like now I've got a problem to solve and I just need to find a way to solve it. Right. And, and I, you know, with Cochin, instead of like creating more people that can write code, I want to help, you know, create people that can solve problems, right? And yeah. that means that means understanding the problem, understanding the different approaches to solving a problem, and then, you know, letting them make the decision how to get there. And then, you know, even thinking about, hey, this decision wasn't the best. I was watching, um, this is an old video. You've probably seen it, um, but it, it came up on my LinkedIn feed the other day. And um it was a video of Steve Jobs from like the eighties. I think it was from like the eighties. And then there was an engineer in the crowd. So he was an engineer, mm -hmm. a software engineer at early Apple. Um, this is after Steve Jobs had come back. Of course he had gotten fired right by the board. And right. then he, he ends up coming back and taking the CEO position. And so one of the engineers asks, you know, why aren't we using this technology? Because this technology can, is so amazing and it can do all the things we needed to do. Yeah. And you know, so you think about Steve Jobs and, and like his evolution. He He's a strong technologist, right? You can't get around that. Like Steve Jobs knew how to solve problems. He was a technologist. I know Wozniak did a lot of the like heavy implementation and things like that. But Steve Jobs was not like, uh, he was very tech savvy as well. So, But he understood this, but he also understood the customer and the market. Mm -hmm. At the end game, which is solving the problem for the customer, not... I want to go use this specific technology, right? I want to write everything in Swift. Everything needs to be an iOS app. Right. But it's, it's, you know, understanding the customer. And he said this, he said, <clears throat> you know, he went through this long spiel. Uh, the guy, the engineer was really passionate. He, you know, basically came across very like a accusatory, like, why aren't we doing this way? You don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, jobs came, he gave a bunch of things, but it, it ends with this is that, you start with the customer and you work backwards. Yep. Yeah. I love that video. It's a, it's a really great way to answer two questions like, um, like that. Like I think I find it funny. Of course, you know, I, I operate in a couple of like startup circles and whenever somebody asks like, well, what's your tech stack? I'm like, not, 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 not the, like, not my target audience because that's not the question. Like, I don't care who cares about the tech stack. What problem am I trying to solve? Like, um, and so absolutely, I, I, and that video gets shared a lot in, in uh, one of those discord channels too. So like, it's, but that's exactly it. It's like, and that comes all the way back to what you started with. 
and start with the problem to solve and work backwards to the technology. Don't start with the library that you need to use. Start with the problem you're trying to solve and, and work backwards to it.